Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Bill Johnson's message about abiding and listening. Here's Bill. I remind you that the hardest place to minister is at home, and so Jesus sent them home to minister. Because a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. If you can minister at home, you'll learn to do ministry out of obedience instead of for applause. So Jesus sends them home, and they got breakthrough, and they bring their reports back. And the very next scene, they're arguing as to who is the greatest. Why? Because of their success. It wasn't failure in ministry that caused that problem. It was the fact that they were fruitful. They had stuff happen. They didn't think it happened to any other disciple because it was so significant through them, it was hard for them to imagine. John going, I have my doubts Peter saw what I saw happen in my town because they had this success. It dialed something up. So what does Jesus do? He talks to them about what greatness is. What's the point? People who hung out with Jesus began to dream of personal significance in ways they never thought of before. There's something about being with people that believe in you. And Jesus, how much did he trust them? He trusted them enough to turn them loose on their own cities. Having somebody believe in them stirred something up that was powerful and right. It was a sense of personal significance. And what happened? They bore fruit. What was the fruit? They had the miracles, they had the healings, the deliverances. They had these things, there's accurate representation of Jesus in those towns, even though Jesus didn't go there. That's good fruit. They came back together and argued as to who's the greatest. That's not so good fruit. What have you got? You've got a big bunch of grapes here and you've got a branch. And this branch is starting to grow where only leaves are going to be produced, not grapes. They're about to develop only in the look good, looking good, look at me, look at my leaves, look how good I look on the outside kind of a ministry when Jesus wants them to be productive. And so he rewards the the growth with pruning, but here's what he does. He points to what is developing in them that's not healthy. Does it make sense to you that every one of us have gifts that under the lordship of Jesus bring him great glory outside of the lordship of Jesus that cause us great problems? To take Peter, his boldness, foot in the mouth disease all the time, talking at the wrong time, interrupting God, all kinds of rebuking Jesus. That was my favorite one. <laughs> rebuking Jesus because he realized, he thought for sure he should not be going to the cross. This is a bad idea. So he rebukes the Son of God. That's, that's all time classic. And yet that same Peter, when it's under the lordship of Jesus, he stands before a crowd of thousands mocking the outpouring of the Spirit, and the end result is 3,000 people come to Christ. That boldness outside of the lordship of Jesus caused him problems. That boldness in the lordship of Jesus brought fruit. So Jesus says, all right, you've got a branch that's grown here way past your ability to bear fruit. We're going to cut that back. And he says, you see this child? That is significance. That's greatness in the kingdom. And he prunes the branch back. The very next scene, the disciples are talking to Jesus, and they said, we saw this group over here, and uh, they were trying to cast out demons in your name. We told them to knock it off. Huh? Huh? 
you see our wisdom, of course. You see our loyalty to the group, right? Right? It's, it's Jesus, it's us 12, and you. We'll change the world. Just 13 of us right here. Just don't die. And their loyalty to the group was healthy in, in the sense that it was right. It was good, that sense of loyalty. But loyalty to one in the kingdom never requires disloyalty to another. That's carnal and natural loyalty. That is humanistic loyalty. That is not kingdom. And so when they said, we told them to knock it off, Jesus says, no, guys, listen, if they're not against us, they're for us. Well, that was a whole new concept. If they're not against us, they're for us. So what did Jesus do? He says, all right, this loyalty thing is good. You bore good fruit. We got good grapes growing here. But um, this, this little branch deal you got going over here is going to draw a lot of attention to yourself, and it's going to create an atmosphere of loyalty that is not kingdom of God at all. So we're going to prune this thing right here, and he says, if they're not against us, they're for us. And he prunes the branch. He sets them up to bring tremendous increase. The next story is my favorite, though. James and John had a brilliant idea. They, uh, they, they and the guys tried to pass through a certain town and city of the Samaritans. Samaritans did not want these guys in their town and wouldn't let them come through. And John comes to Jesus and he says, uh, now you know, John is coming to Jesus because he thinks Jesus is going to like the idea. Uh, are you you're with me on this? He's thinking, he's going to be impressed with my zeal. He's, he's going to love my zeal and my intensity and my focus. I'm about to bless Jesus. So he comes to Jesus and he says, uh, some of us have been talking, and if you just give us permission, we would love to just call down fire on this entire city and kill everybody. In Jesus' name, of course, we'll give you all the glory. Well, it sounds so funny to say it that way, but that's what they're asking. They're actually calling down, wanting to call down fire to kill a whole city. So I've, I've got to ask myself the question, what kind of meetings did they have in their hometown to think they could pull this off? I mean, what in the world did they have happen when they preached in their own communities to think all Jesus has to do is go, good idea, I'm with you. That they thought they could actually call down fire and swallow up an entire city. I don't know what kind of meetings they had, but it must have been something. But Jesus looks at them and he says, you don't get it. I'm not here to take life. I'm here to give life. What is he doing here? Their sense of passion and zeal is good. It's just misdirected. So what does he do? He says, this branch has grown way too far in the wrong direction. <laughs> and he says, here, we're going to need some real tight snippers on this one. And he cuts it back by saying, I didn't come to destroy life. I came to give life. He just positioned them for increase of fruit. They had the right zeal. They had a sense of significance. They were committed to the journey. They made a lot of mistakes, but they were still saying yes. A lot of leaders that see this kind of dilemma when they empower people and they make such messes just want to never empower anyone again. The very first verse of chapter 10, that's the end of chapter 9. The very first verse of chapter 10, it says, and Jesus gathered together 70 others also and empowered them to do the same. Now, that's divine humor right there. I don't know if you got it or not, but that's divine humor. 
that what would have made every one of us in the room nervous with the 12, Jesus said, man, this is working so good. Let's add 70 more to the mix. The whole point was, is he was willing to make them successful to dial up issues that only he could take care of through pruning. He didn't lower them. He didn't belittle them. He didn't punish them. He instead spoke to the issue. And as long as we are hearers of the word, as long as we are willing for God to speak change into our life, Of course it's true. He can add whatever circumstance to our life he wants to. He's God. But the point is, is he puts us in position so that we'll listen. In the belly of a well, it was a good place to listen. You don't have a lot to do, but hang out. Wisdom just kicked in. It's all right. It happens every once in a while. I just remembered a joke, but I'm fighting. I'm fighting the temptation. Yeah. But it's good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, well, that's all right. All right. Well, what do you do if you're swallowed by an elephant? You walk around till you're pooped. All right, wisdom just vanished. It just vanished. (laughs) You heard it first right here, right here. All right, let's move on. Hurry before I lose it all together. That was Bill Johnson, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Bill Johnson, Abide and Listen. And you can also find out more information about him at his website, bjm.org. Hope everybody is doing wonderfully today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.